This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome to the Diesel Power Products Podcast, where we talk about anything and everything between owning, operating, or building a diesel pickup. We post new episodes every Wednesday. Hello and good afternoon, and welcome to Spot Products Podcast, episode 24. This has been a whispering in your ear. A whisper, whisper, whisper. Just kidding. Welcome to the show. Tyler's coming back. He had to get a beer. I mean, <laughs> beverage. Episode 24. Today, we are talking about a pretty common vehicle that I think a lot of people have, and a common scenario I think a lot of people are going through. Uh, be sure to check us out on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play. Uh, we're getting them start, we're starting to get them posted on YouTube. Um, if, you, if you're listening to this on iTunes and you want to be involved in the live broadcast, you can ask questions, we can interact with you. Make sure you watch us on Facebook Live. We're coming at you late today because we're having technical difficulties because life is life. That's what happens. But uh, 3.15 p.m. Pacific Time, we go on Facebook <coughs> Live and we answer questions. And if you leave us a cool comment, maybe we'll talk about it. Or, or even if you call and email me. This is, actually, today's... It's about uh, one of our customers. Yeah, or if you send us a cool enough email with like a picture of your truck, we might actually talk about it on an episode. Exactly. That, that tends to happen. That tends to happen. Yeah, Kevin <clears throat> Calloway. <laughs> I know you. Yeah. I actually reference your video a lot on some of the things with yeah. other customers. It, Thank you. Yeah. Anyhow, today we're talking about 07.5 to 12, 6, 7 Cummins that have been potentially, they're probably lifted, but running 37s and towing. Yes. Now, we've done a towing episode. Yep. We've done a compounds episode. We've done a suspension episode. Yep. We've done a, did I say tires already? Yeah, we did tires. We did tires. No, you didn't say it. Okay, no, we did yeah. tires already. So this is kind of like the culmination of everything. Mm-hmm. The only thing we haven't done a whole episode on, and after the chart that I made, and I actually blew my own mind inadvertently, <laughs> We are going to do a gears episode, and we're going to get yeah. real nasty with it. We're going to be, we're going to start throwing out, we're talking like lots of decimal points, and we're going to really we're going to hammer this down so everybody actually knows what they're getting into with gears. Yeah. But uh, one of our listeners uh, called in, and we actually talked for about forty five minutes about his truck. Uh, he's got a twelve Ram, so this will apply to 07 and a half to twelve Rams. 
and he's done the basics intake tuner exhaust mm -hmm. and he's got a little bit of money to play with yeah wife gave him a budget to make sure this mm -hmm. thing can tow do whatever it needs to do 10 grand wow your wife is a-okay in my <laughs> book man <laughs> you better spend that fast if she's anything like mine she probably said 10 grand and if you ask for a cent more i'm gonna kill you yes so that's why you're doing your homework and that's why yes. we talked to him Charts. We, we made a chart. We got on Excel. We mapped out everything. It's Mr. Excel over here. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> and then we, we talked for, like I mentioned, about 45 minutes. And so your truck is, it's got a four and a half inch lift, a long arm lift, which is very nice. Good work. And you're running 37s. And of course, most people when they run 37s, the last thing they think about is gears. Gears. You already knew about it. So yeah. No, so cool. No, yeah, you're good to go there because you knew before you called in because you listened to one of our episodes. Now we're yeah. talking. Good man. Yeah. But for gears. everyone else out there, gears is like the it, it. When you first think of it, it's like the most unsatisfying mod you could do to your truck. Mm -hmm. you can't see it. It's super hard to inst well, not super hard to install, but you kind of got to know what you're doing. You got to have some special tools. Mm -hmm. And uh, again, it's something you don't see. It's, it's it's hidden in the differential. It's hidden behind a cover. So it's, it's it's something that a lot of people overlook just because of that that simple fact. It's not something you can see when you hop in the driver's seat. It's not something you can see when you pop the hood or even just looking at the truck. You can't tell. Um, so, but gears can make a world of mm -hmm, difference. Mm -hmm. Not only for how your truck reacts when you hit that go go pedal, but mileage. Uh, longevity of your drivetrain components, such as transmission. Mm -hmm. And we, and if you guys haven't seen the video yet on uh, on Dynamite Diesel's page, but uh, Cooper, our general manager, and Lenny at Dynamite actually were talking about this with the owner of the company's truck. His his uh, sixteen mega cap. Yeah, and that thing's got a, so it's got compounds with an Azen transmission. Mm -hmm. And anybody out there that has an Azen transmission knows that those things are not not known to hold power. Yeah, great for heavy duty use. Do not like power over stuff. Yes. So, what we did was take advantage of some mechanical, take advantage of mechanical advantage. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, that, and that's what gears do. And, it, and, and that, it, it's huge. And it's just like Cooper was kind of saying earlier, once you do a set of gears and actually feel the difference and notice the difference with your truck, mm -hmm. you will never own a, another vehicle that you won't do gears in. Yeah, that's not geared properly for what you're doing. Yep. And, and I'm still actually shaken by the knowledge that I figured out just by making my own it, chart. Me too. Because I haven't really had, I had never really gone to the depths that you have as far as lay this stuff out, each gear ratio, tire size, and we're all, this whole chart that, if you guys want to, well, I can kind of show you here. I'm probably not going to see the detail of it, but we kind of made like a little chart here. And this is all based off of a automatic 68 RFE yeah, truck. So automatic 68 RFE truck. <clears throat> up here we've got basically your 31 inch or stock tire. The research I did, they're either going to be 30 and a half or 31.6. I figure we split the difference of 31. So 31 inch tires at 60, 65, 70, 75, 80 miles an hour at 373 gears. So I charted that out and then yeah. I did it at 410 and then I did it at 430. Yeah. And I did it at 430 or uh, 456. Uh, 35 column inch column is up blank at the moment. But then I filled it out for 37s. Yes. And that's where my brain is falling my butt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, because if you look at this to this, it's, 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 it's not far off. No. No. Oh. This is like money. Yeah. Almost money. Or 430s. We're kind of, 430s are almost, almost dead on. Yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> again, taking advantage of, of the mechanical advantage is huge. 
uh, when, when building your truck. And again, I, I can't stress enough the fact that it saves, it saves transmissions. And again, I go back to the, our mega cab. I mean, show me one other truck that has compounds that has a stock Azen that has held up. Yeah. With, yeah, I mean, the truck dynos, I think they said about like 850 or 90, mm -hmm. and they were able to basically have 500 usable horsepower, yep. like almost all the way throughout the RPM brand. Yeah. And I know you're probably thinking to yourself like, oh, 500 usable, like, well, okay, well, that's yeah. like actually being able to put 500 to the ground. Yeah. That's you may have a truck that dynos a thousand horsepower, but you know, daily driving, can you actually use all thousand horsepower? Probably not. Yeah. But this thing, it, it rips. It's really cool. Yeah. So getting back to the build we got going on, um, so we called in, we, have, we talked about gears, and we're going to touch more on those ratios in a minute here, um, and he's towing a lot with the truck. So we talked about turbos, yeah. and he watched our compound episode, and we talked about compounds, and Tyler says, what's up, from Kansas, what's up, and we, you know, it's, you know, the magical compounds, Yes. and there are added turbo kits for a stock turbo, yes. uh, ATS makes a great one, uh, so does Hardway and Industrial Injection, I believe? Yep. You can all add a turbo onto the con or the stock one, which means you keep your exhaust brake. Yes. You're not spending extra money on two turbos. But we also talked a little bit more, and it's like, eh, my stock turbo, I think it's on its way out, which they tend to do. So at that point, it's like, well, if you're worth 10 grand and you do an add a turbo and your stock turbo goes out, you're going to have a really angry wife. Because yeah. at that point, that 10 grand just, you know, in, in the wife's eyes went to junk. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, know, just, you just bought something that made your truck a pile of crap. Yeah, and then you've lost your good track record. Yeah, yeah. I've learned that. It, yeah. If you're going to pay money for stuff, it better freaking work. <laughs> My wife is not watching because she doesn't have Facebook, <laughs> so I can say that. <laughs> oh, she has yeah. iTunes. Crap. <laughs> oh. Oh. Anyhow, so you've got to make sure that it works. And so we, we kind of went back and forth. We talked about the Cheetah yeah. and the BD Screamer. Uh, both of them, really, I like the turbos a lot. Yeah, modified VGT turbos, I mean, they're cool. For a guy that likes the response of a VGT turbo, especially if they are they like the way the stock performs, they just want to get a little bit more out of it, <coughs> excuse me, those options are, are, are awesome. Mm -hmm. they, I mean, they, they really are. And the cool thing is, too, like with BD, uh, brand-new electronics, mm -hmm. which, is, which is the number one thing that fails on those trucks. Uh, electronics are key. So anytime, and this, this goes for anytime you replace that turbo, even if you're just going to put a stock one on there, make sure you're looking at turbos that have brand new electronics. Mm -hmm. You're going to save yourself some hassle in the long run. Um, so that's just kind of another benefit there. Uh, but one thing you got to kind of worry about too is, is is drive pressures, especially under a load. So, mm -hmm. I mean, there's a, there's a, a couple different ways to kind of address that. We have, you know, a couple wastegates on the site that you can put on that exhaust manifold to kind of alleviate that drive pressure um so if you kind of want more information on that just give us a call and we'll be happy to talk to you about that yeah so between the screamer and the cheetah we have both really good turbos mm -hmm. we sell both of them like hotcakes and this is what this is where actually talking about it making a chart and having yeah. a budget really come to play so we've got the bd screamer 64 and a half millimeter turbo mm -hmm. we've got the cheetah 63 bd coming in at 29.95 before core yep Cheetah is twenty four ninety five. Oh, it's twenty six ninety five. Twenty six ninety five. Oh, I have it written down here because I made a spreadsheet. Is it twenty six ninety five? Am I right? Um, please cheetah twenty six ninety nine before core. There we go. So <laughs> not a huge difference there, but when you're working with a budget, that three hundred dollars that makes a difference. That adds up. So when we were talking, and I'm like, okay, well, you know, I like both of them, but if we're gonna start splitting hairs and we're worried about budget. Let's go with the cheetah. Yeah. Save yourself a little bit of money there, and you'll still be happy with it. 
So we won the Cheetah. And then other stuff that people don't think about. When you're doing a turbo, you're probably going to want to change your oil. Yeah. So And you're probably going to lose a little bit of coolant. Yep. So on this list, I have an oil change in there. Yeah. And, but I didn't put coolant on there because... You don't lose a lot. You don't lose a you don't lose a ton, but no. you may, you you definitely want to check it and top it off if you're going to do mm-hmm. a, uh, do something like that. So and then to help uh, with that, we did. And, oh wait, hold on. Oh. Just back up, just because some people listening might not know those VGT turbos are water cooled. They are, they are yes, water cooled. So that, that's why we're talking about cooling. If someone's out there like, why are they talking about cooling? We're replacing the turbo. That's stupid. Yeah, they're water cooled. So if we're going to have the turbo off, mm-hmm. great time to do the exhaust manifold. So we got in a BD two-piece manifold. And what's hey. the first thing everybody forgets about when they do a manifold? Gaskets. Gaskets. <laughs> Put that on the list, too. <laughs> yeah. That's 75 bucks. Yeah. You know, it, that, and for anybody out there asking, well, why do you do a manifold? Why can't you just replace a turbo on the manifold? Just so you guys know, I've done, I've done a ton of these turbos on these trucks. Whether it be stock replacement or, or, or aftermarket, the easiest way that I've found to kind of get that turbo out of there is actually not even pulling it off the manifold until you get it out of the truck. Mm-hmm. So pulling the manifold off the engine with the turbo still attached and pull that whole thing out. That's actually easier to do than trying to get the turbo off the turbo flange and then and then do that. Just, just kind of a, a tip out there for you guys. Yeah, so. That's what uh, what me and Ash did when we took it. Yeah, it's the way to do yeah. it. It's heavy as hell getting it out. It is heavy as hell. But worth it. Yeah. Um, so we put the exhaust manifold and gaskets in there. Try yes. to think about that extra stuff. And we talked about his transmission. Um, Turkle has about 120 on it and says he feels like the converter may be slipping a little bit. I had mentioned that, you know, once you get a proper gear ratio on there, you may find that you get enough mechanical advantage where that 60 RFE, you, you might see some of those transmission issues maybe not be so bad. Yeah. I'm not saying that if you have a bad transmission, gears are going <laughs> to fix it. No. What I'm saying is if, if you just notice that maybe the transmission isn't quite doing what it needs to do when you need it to, yeah. gear, get some of that mechanical advantage back. And see how it goes. Yeah. You may find, holy crap, my transmission issues have gone away. Yeah. Or I don't need to, you know, pull it out and rebuild it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, we did want to address transmission temperature, though. Yes. So uh, we talked about two things. Uh, one of them is a brand new product from ATS. Uh, I think it's the, the, their transmission temperature diverter solenoid, something like that. Yeah. I saw a movie, Clint Cannon put it on there. It was it actually blew my mind. I put a call on hold. I didn't put a call on hold. I, I took myself out of the queue so I could watch it. Yeah. I, when, when you see Clint Cannon on Facebook with a video, you stop and watch. I don't I don't watch him anymore unless he has his ponytail. <laughs> it's because you've known him for a long time. <laughs> if he doesn't have a ponytail, it's not a good... No, I'm kidding. Yeah. Um, so the, what they're talking about is that the there is a basically a pressure or a temperature sensor inside uh, the transmission that will allow fluid, one, or fluid once it hits a certain temperature to go to the cooler come back and get cycled through. Yeah. The only problem is every piece of particulate that's in your fluid is has to, you know, ends up flowing through that that, that, uh, that passage. Yeah. And that sensor and uh, the thermostat, I guess you want to call it, gets gummed up to the point where it maybe might not open all the way, might not close all the way, or it gets stuck. So you're either not letting any fluid to the cooler, letting some fluid to the cooler, or always letting the fluid to the cooler. So that's yeah. where you kind of see these erratic um, uh, transmission temperatures. Yep. So what they do is they have a block that fits in exactly what the stock one was. I don't recall if it has a new sensor or no sensor at all. So it's I, I want to say it's no sensor at all. So it's always passing through the transmission cooler and coming back. Yeah. And they say they saw guys that were getting like 210 in transmission temps were dropping like 185. That's, that's, 
that's pretty. That's a huge drop. <laughs> yeah, it, I, I could be off in my temperature. Quote yeah. me if I'm wrong, but the, I I watched that and that was enough for me to again my brain fought my butt. Yeah, and I went, oh, crap. <laughs> and it, I have to assume it's, it might be like two fifty or three hundred bucks or something like that. He yeah. he had it in front of him. It's like a little billet block. Yeah, I, and I didn't even see this video, so mm -hmm. just, yeah, I'm I'm kind of learning about it too. Like, so know. I I think that'd be a great option. Yeah, um, absolutely. Beyond there, if you're really looking to just make sure that your trans temps are in check, no matter what. BD extruded double stack cooler. Oh gosh, you can't. <laughs> yeah, that that would even like if you have like a. <laughs> I don't want to say this, but I, I'm going to say it anyways. But if you have like a bad transmission that's like overheating all the time, you put a double extruded cooler yeah. on there. You're probably going to drop your temps a, a ton. It might actually prolong it. I don't want to. By all means, don't put a just a cooler on a transmission that is going out. But that what I'm trying to get through is the fact that that cooler is just insane at doing its job. Yeah. It cools like no other cooler out there. Mm -hmm. And the extruded design that BD does for what which is cool they do, they do this with their intercoolers too and this is what this is what makes their intercoolers so good. And there's a ton of manufacturers out there that'll even say BD's BD's intercoolers best on the market. Like that's why we don't make one. Yeah, that's why. We, yeah, <laughs> I, I think actually Clint might have said that yeah. too once. <laughs> but the extruded design. So if you guys don't know what extruding is, um, what I always think about when I think of extruding is like back in the day playing with like play-doh mm -hmm. and like pushing that play-doh through and it makes like that square or like that. So that's essentially what they're doing with the metal. The metal is getting forced through a die that is basically forming fins. Instead of just a tube that fluid is flowing through, that tube is basically lined with fins essentially to where it, it just and anytime you can increase surface area on that cooler, you're going to increase the its cooling ability. Yeah, it's going to be able um, to dissipate and transfer. Exactly, more it's going to be because you have more surface area that can absorb that heat and transfer it and get it out of there. So, uh, so they do that with their trans coolers, just like they do that with their inner coolers. So, awesome design out there, hard to beat that. Yeah, uh, um, yeah. I mean, I, I can't really say anything anything more on that. They're 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 awesome. They're so good in fact that we didn't even include a deep pan. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> we, we didn't even put yeah. a deep pan there because budget. Yeah. It's all about budget because that getting the most of your money. Yeah, getting the yeah. most out of your money. Will a pan like if it's between getting a pan or an extruded cooler? If you're really worried about temps, the cooler's gonna win. Yeah. The pan, yeah, it looks cool, it holds more fluid, but you maybe only drop your temps it, it, five, ten. Yeah. Most. And one other thing with with those with those coolers, it comes with its own fan. A lot of people like will will get the, the call saying I want to mount this up front. Okay, it is not designed to be mounted up front, especially mm -hmm. with that fan. People will think, oh, that'll just it'll just cool it better. Well, it, it, the, the the fan that that would work, yeah, if you're not putting the fan on and you have room for it up there. Mm -hmm. um, but most of the time, guys are mounting these in kind of like I would call like a dead dead air space area under the vehicle to where mm -hmm. that fan can actually do its job. Uh, because if you put try to put that up front, the 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 fan will actually kind of be a restriction yeah. um, when, when, especially at highway speeds when that air is trying to force itself through all the coolers and then it runs into that fan and maybe that fan's on and it's the, the, the elect, the, the motor itself is becoming then it's restriction because the blades of the fan, it's not allowing it to spin fast enough mm -hmm. for the air to go through it. And so that's when air starts going like this and you don't want that to happen with no. any cooler. <clears throat> so, and then the other part people forget about, what did I include in there? 24 quarts of transmission Trans fluid. Yeah, which is a lot. It's a lot, but I'm thinking worst case scenario, if you do end up having to drop the transmission for some reason. Fill the converter. You gotta fill the converter back up and you're adding fluid capacity with the yeah. transmission cooler. So make sure that you got your 24 quarts of Shapers ETF. Yes. Just so you know, 24 quarts of Shapers ETF, it's 260 bucks. Yeah. 
That's yeah. a deep hand. That's yeah. you know that that's blowing your budget by you know. You say two sixty, your wife says three hundred bucks. You've yeah. now blown the budget by three hundred bucks. <laughs> yeah. See when it adds up. So now we've got the the turbo taken care of, the transmission at least taken care of for the most part right now. Judging mm -hmm. that you know it's not shot to hell or anything right. like that. Um, fuel. He's running stock injectors, stock CP3. Doesn't plan on changing it. Not trying to make a ton of power. Just want to maximize what he has there. We got a fast one sixty five. Yeah. Now why did we do a one sixty five compared to a ninety five? 165 because in the future, should his injectors go out, he's going to go bigger. Yeah. He wants to be able to kind of be in that 550, 600 horsepower range. Mm -hmm. Does that mean that the 95 will not be able to suffice? No. Mm -hmm. The 95 will be able to suffice all to 600 horsepower. But a 165, if you're going to play around the 600 horsepower mark, will work for you. And if you get a wild hair up your ass, yeah. you can go higher. What's the saying? Better, better need and not have than have, or no, better have and not need than need and not have. True. Boom. And the, I think the only time that I would not recommend someone do that is if they're like, I'm never doing injectors. <laughs> yeah. I don't even like running on a hot tune. I don't want to make a lot of power. Yeah, oh, who says that anyways? Yeah. But like, <laughs> I, I just need something better. Like, okay, 95 is just fine for you. Yeah. Uh, that costs money. Um, what we got here next? Uh, we've got a rail plug because you're probably going to need that. We've got mm -hmm. the oil filter. We've got engine oil. And so that kind of put it all together there. And then... Yeah. Parts that everybody else forgets about too, labor. Yeah, yeah. If you don't want to install it yourself, labor can labor can add up very, very quickly. Mm -hmm. I mean, a a a decent shop rate for diesel work is around ninety to one hundred and twenty bucks. I mean, when we were doing suspension installs here, we charge one hundred twenty five bucks an hour, mm -hmm. uh, and that's just because we know what we are putting out is quality work. Um, some shops will charge less, but it's kind of one of those things. You kind of get what you pay for kind of a thing. Um, so expect to pay around that $100 an hour, maybe 115 on average. But that adds up, especially for, I mean, like a labor rate, like for a set of ball joints, let's mm -hmm. say. It's like, I want to say it's like three or four hours per side. Yeah. And they're going to charge you three or four hours per side. <laughs> Whether it takes them an hour and a half to do them or it takes them the full three hours, they're going to charge you whatever that labor rate is. So it can add up extremely quickly. What are you telling what you have as far as total labor cost on that? So total labor, I have about $3,000. And what I, how that breaks down is I figured the turbo install, because they're going to be doing turbo and manifold, I mm -hmm. uh, figured about eight hours. At yeah. 125 an hour, yeah. 1000 bucks. Transmission labor. Maybe they drop it, do an inspection, they go through, they give it the okay, uh, they you know flush it, put new fluid in, put the cooler on. I figure that's probably about eight hours. Yeah. Thousand bucks. Gear install. Yeah. Taking it to someone, you know, like uh, like uh, Nitro, taking it to dust yeah. differentials. Taking it to someone that actually knows what they're doing, they can get it done in a day. Yeah. Thousand bucks. <laughs> like that adds up. That's three thousand dollars. Yeah. For the stuff that I consider the forgotten things, that's over thirty six hundred bucks of stuff that people usually just kind of like eh. incidental. I'll, I'll work it yeah. out later. Work it out later. Work it out later. I'll tell you who didn't forget about that thirty six hundred bucks. Your wife. Yeah. <laughs> happy yeah. wife. Happy life. Yeah. Happy truck. Yeah. And that's. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know how it feels, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, and I'm sure there's a lot of people out there going, "Oh, just do that work yourself. You can do all that stuff yourself." Yeah, you can, but at the same time, if you've never done it before, and you don't do something right, mm -hmm. or you screw something up, you just turn an eight-hour job into a 16-hour job, and then if you can't fix it, you just spent all that time messing it up, 
And then you're going to take it to a shop, and guess what? He's probably going to charge you over the eight hours because he's got to fix what you screwed up and mm. then do the install. So something to think about. I mean, me- mechanicking isn't for everyone. I mean, you had a conversation earlier, <laughs> earlier was it today or yesterday with a guy. It's like, man, you should not be working on your truck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, we're not going to get the details on that. Yeah. But at the end of it, the, the, the issues that he was having, the questions that he were, was asking, it's not so much like, how much oil does this truck take or something yeah. like that. It's, it's some other things. And it's to the point where it's like, man, you should not be working on a truck. Yeah. Like you, uh, like, I'm sure you're very smart. I'm sure yeah. you're extremely intelligent and something else. You're probably smarter than I am, but... Trucking working is not for you, my <laughs> yeah, friend. <laughs> yeah, for real. So we know you talked about all that. That adds up to ten thousand nine hundred ninety-five dollars seventy-six cents, not including the core charge. So we'll call it eleven thousand dollars plus a core charge of four hundred bucks. That puts you at fourteen or fifteen thousand dollars. You get four hundred of that back. But it's almost like showing up to class. Like you can show your wife this. Like, look, I mapped this all out. There's always going to be, you know. I might even, even with this, I would probably tack on an extra 500 bucks for the stuff you forgot about. For miscellaneous. Miscellaneous. Yeah. You strip a bolt, you got to go buy a new drill bit, an extractor, yeah. <laughs> and a new bolt. You know, that's, it, it, that stuff adds up. Yeah. Oh, uh, the one, one thing I definitely forgot on here, because we're talking about EGTs and keeping them down, AFE intake manifold. Yeah. Let's move air. Yeah. Let's make it happen. So that all being said, I think he's going to be really happy with that. I hope your I hope your wife likes make cell work. Um, <laughs> I can send you the actual file, the actual file, if you need to really kind of edit that. But let's get back to the gears because this yes. is what this really kind of lit my fire to do a really good gears episode. And I think if we're going to do that, we're going to bring Ashford up here. Yeah, and we're going to have another three way. Ooh, a three way. Yeah, and we're really going to get real nitty gritty with gears. Hoping to get a couple ring opinions up here. Yeah, just so you guys can see, maybe. We, I know we have a couple of install kits down there. We can bring up an install kit and show like what each part is and and kind of <clears throat> and kind of how they. I mean, I used to I used to set up gears all the time. Um, I, I haven't done it in a while, mm-hmm. but it, it was actually kind of fun. Like the whole process of, of of setting up gears. Yeah, you need some special tools to pull bearings and that sort of thing. You gotta have a dial indicator um, <clears throat> to check your uh, uh, backlash of your uh, of your gears. You gotta have a uh, an inch pound torque wrench to mm-hmm. check your rolling torque of your pinion after you you preload um uh that that opinion so there's a there's a lot of aspects to it that it's not just oh you just throw that in there tighten it up and and i would do them at the dealership actually all yeah. the time it was super fun for most other folks you combine that with doing that all on your back yeah not cool that sucks yeah that sucks that really sucks especially yeah. especially when you're doing like the rolling torque and, and setting the pinion preload with the crush sleeve mm-hmm. um like you almost can't do it on the floor because the they give you a, like at least the the tool that i use was a and I'm sure they've just come a long way, but this thing was almost like homemade, mm-hmm. where you would literally, like on a Cummins, the pinion uh, yoke itself was just like a, the drive shaft bolts to the four bolts, and then that sits on the pinion with the big pinion nut. Um, we would take this, I don't know, it was a freaking shaft that had a square, like a box on it that had bolt holes, and you would mm-hmm. bolt the yoke to this shaft, right, to hold it, and you would hold that, and you would set your, your pinion preload, you'd pull that off. And then you get a uh, an inch pound torque wrench and roll that pinion around and get because it was supposed to be a certain amount of resistance, resistance on, yeah. on there. So <clears throat> it, they're really cool to set up and uh, yeah, I'd I'd love to 
do it again and, and probably ain't going to end up doing it on the Suburban because I've got mm-hmm. 35s with who knows what gears are in that thing. <laughs> but uh, It's a diesel, though. It's a diesel. It doesn't care. Torque. Yeah, for torque days. <laughs> so let's talk about this chart that I have yes. going here. And I still need to extrapolate this and finish it because this chart actually blew my mind. And... And if anybody, if anybody wants something like this, just shoot us an email. We'll, we'll be happy to make you guys a chart. And actually, we we probably should make this public somewhere on the website. Yeah, I think it'll be a blog post, and I might extrapolate out a little bit more yeah. here. Because th- there, there are calculators online, but trying to actually look at the numbers next to each other, it's really fascinating. Yeah, well, and a lot of two, a lot of guys don't know what their final drive ratio in the right. transmission. So, and that plays a huge role in mm-hmm. what the ending RPM is going to end up. Because what, what your calculators are figuring out, if you don't know your final drive ratio and the calculator is just guessing for you, they're always yeah. going to put like 0.7 or 0.71, which is like average. At, right. Whereas a 68 RFE has a 0.63 final drive ratio. That's, yeah. that's a lot. It may not seem like a lot, but that's a lot different between that, a 0.7 and 0.71. Absolutely. And so the chart I made here that like we talked about in the beginning, we got 31, 35s, 37s, uh, all with 373, 410, 430, and 456 gears. Now here's the part where I blew my mind today. The ratio of 430 mm-hmm. is a relatively new ratio. Yes. It's supposed to work extremely well with 37s, mm-hmm. and it does. I always thought that 430s were supposed to get you to, you know, and it might be different on certain trucks, but I always thought 430s were supposed to get you to stock plus a little bit, so yeah. like a little bit of mechanical advantage, like a little, yeah. bit, a little bit more aggressive of a gear. After I filled out all of these, it's actually stock like uh, minus like 20. Yeah, within 20 uh, RPM. Which is nothing. Less. You can't even see that on your gauge. Yeah, and that's that could be attributed to rounding errors. All my roundings here, I did, um, the mile an hour had to equal, uh, had to be within 100. So it had to be okay. like 70.0 no. and then whatever. 70. Something 0. not 4. visible. Yeah, uh, yeah. exactly. Because the calculator I was using actually went to like 7.015 or something like yeah. that. I just I'd knocked off the last two. As long as I said zero, I was good with it. Um, and so for... Your stock gearing, like your your 31-inch tire from the factory with 373 gears at 60 miles an hour, you're at 1,530 RPM. 430s at 60 miles an hour uh, with 37s, 1,478. So you're like there. You're within You're just about. You figure 1,530 round down to 15. 1478 round up to 15. Yeah. You're basically stock ratio. Yeah. I always thought it was stock, like plus, uh, plus a yeah. little bit, yeah. like, you know? And so that's where I blew my mind. Yeah. And then that's where, it, and this is like, I, if Cooper's listening or watching, he's probably going, like, I've been telling these guys. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we we all know this, but as far as yes. like putting it into like actual. Seeing it on like, paper is yeah. totally different because you could see, like, if you were to do 430s on your truck without doing tires, let's just say you put the 430s on there, mm-hmm. at 60 miles an hour, you're almost going to be humming along at 2,000 RPMs. I mean, you're going to be at 1,762. That's 300 higher RPMs from just changing just changing gears at mm-hmm. 60 miles an hour. Yeah. Which, I mean, that's how much of a difference it, it, difference it makes. And then that, that you can show, okay, that 300 RPM difference when you have the right size tire matched with that gear, you can get it back down to where you're supposed to be, mm-hmm. back within spec of factory. And again, it's all about that mechanical advantage. And then you can even go on one up from that and go to a 456. Yeah. Still isn't even that bad. It with really 37s. Isn't. I mean, you're cruising at 60 at, at, at 15, 67. I mean, most people around around here, at least where we live on the freeway, they're cruising about 65, maybe a little touch 70 here and there on, on I-90 there in town. Even at that, you're still you're still under 2,000 RPMs. Mm-hmm. I mean, by, by quite a bit. 
for me personally, if you're cruising at whatever speed you like to, to go on the freeway and you're under 2,000. You're good. You're good. Yeah. So, like, we're talking a 456 and a 37. You're cruising at 2,087 RPM. At 80. At 80. At 80 miles an hour, which is not many places. Why are you going yeah. 80? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I know why you're going yeah. 80. Yeah. <laughs> right. But, you know, we're talking about cruising at that speed. Yeah. And, and, and I imagine... People think 488s always are off-road gears. You can't even go on the no. freeway at those. I have to imagine once I extrapolate this, that 488s at 80 miles an hour on 37s. It's, I bet you it's going to be close to the 65. I bet you the 60 is going to be close to 1,700 RPMs. Mm -hmm. And then it basically is going to, you know, 70 would be close to, or 65 would be close to 18 and, and so on and so forth. Kind of thing. I would assume you're probably going to be at about 2,195 RPMs. At, I'm gonna write 80, that down. At eighty. Two one nine five for four eighty eights on thirty sevens. That's that's my mathematical guess. There. That's your guess. It's pretty exact. I mean, so, no, I'm gonna edit that to nine. I want to say ninety seven, just because yeah. I like odd numbers. <laughs> I was gonna say I'm gonna price this right to right now. And I'm yeah. Gonna guess that. Twenty twenty one ninety six <laughs> dollar less. Oh. Uh, anyhow, so but we're gonna. I I really like the idea of having a really good in depth gears episode. Yeah. This is uh, an episode that you're probably you may want to watch, but if it's good, probably going to be a long one. I think we're going to get yeah. real technical. There's going to be a lot of beers. Yeah, and we're going to have a pointer. We should have we should bring up a, an actual calculator too. So if there's someone watching, they'll be like, "Well, what am I at? I have this, this, mm -hmm. and this," and we can just do it right there. Yeah, and we will. I'll make sure that, that we have that date announced, uh, yeah. nice ahead of time, so you guys can tune in and everything like that. Um, but this is this is all really good information for me and uh, yeah. Gentleman who I talked to, I'm really glad we got to talk. I think your truck's gonna end up being really cool, and I hope this isn't a step, step too far, but yeah. I hope it made your wife happy. Yeah, <laughs> anytime wives are happy, we're all happy. Yeah, I'm, I'm dead serious. Happy when, wife, when Tyler's happy. wife's happy, I'm happy. Yeah, when my wife is happy, Tyler's I'm happy. happy. It well, makes I mean, it, it's, it's a circle, it's a circle, it's, it's a triangle. circular, it's yeah. circular. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, um, my rant for the day. Where the hell is winter? Oh, yeah. We don't have really... You know what? And I got fancy new tires on the Suburban. And ever since ever since I got those on there, I've been just waiting for some snow. Yeah. Just waiting. I, uh, I haven't been scared for my life <laughs> recently in the Suburban. And that, that scares me. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I finally took the time. So my wife has a new job. And she, she she's a teacher. She teaches yeah. first grade. And the road she has to drive to to get to work mm. is like the worst road in Spokane. No, literally, I'm not joking. Winter, like, the worst road in Spokane. It's a long, sloping downhill curve in the mornings. And right next like, to a river. Right next to a river, and it drops off everywhere. Yeah. And it freaks me <clears throat> out. I'm sure it freaks her out too. So I finally decided to really get uh, get our, uh, I want to say, emergency stuff or roadside recovery yeah. things all set up. So I got us both ARB straps, uh, soft shackles. Um, what else do they do? Did three things. Oh, air tire compressors repair. and tire repair. Tire repair yeah, because I really I want to make sure that it's lighter. I'm, you just don't. And the lighters, yeah. yeah. I want to make sure that if I'm in her car and we're going somewhere and something happens, that at least if it's a flat tire or something like that, I can fix it. And or if she can't fix it or something like that, I have everything in my car to fix yeah. it for her or something like that. Yeah. Oh, speaking of like air compressors and that sort of thing, if you guys have been paying attention, we've been adding products to our website like madmen. I mean, crazy amount of products added to the site. I just got at, done adding personally some bigger some of the bigger uh, pack brake compressors mm -hmm. uh, like the one Dustin picked out that mm -hmm. big boy one so yeah. 
check out, if you guys want onboard air on your truck, we're adding some pretty cool pack brake onboard air stuff. So mm -hmm. check that stuff out. Pretty awesome stuff. I have onboard air on the Suburban. I have tools in the Suburban. Got to kind of... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got to It's a spare body Chevy. I mean... Doesn't matter what yeah. engine's in it. Yeah. <laughs> For real, so... So hit me with your tangent. I want to hear your tangent. Well, um, well, obviously you guys know, I mean, Suburban... Have you guys heard of the pinion... Not pinion. The driveline... Oh, I can't wait to think. The, I was called the uh, classic Chevy clunk. Ca classic Chevy clunk. So the driveline... Apparently it's the slip yoke that comes out of the... Uh, transfer case mm -hmm. um, like was it manufactured this way I, don't, I, I still I still have yet to find out but apparently what you got to do is pull it off and stuff it full of grease I've even seen guys like stuffing uh, racquetballs yeah, in the uh, crazy stuff but anyway so I've got that going on which isn't a big deal other than that and I she's running really good <laughs> really good like almost too good like to the point where it's like you know when like something's about to blow up, it usually runs the best. Yeah, that good. <laughs> so like you're on, you know, yeah. you're on lap like 480 out of 500 right now. You're just I, like, shit, shit. well, no, I'll be like, I'll be like driving the thing, and I'll like pull up to a stoplight. And I, I I get to the stoplight where it's already red, and I'm like slowing down, slowing down, slowing down. I don't quite come to a stop. It turns green, and I hit the throttle. It'll freaking snap your neck. <laughs> like the zero to zero to like. Six mile an hour is violent. It is. I was hoping you were going to say at least like twenty. <laughs> no, zero to six is is absolutely violent. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Kip, if you're watching, I think I can give you a drag truck and run for its money. Zero. Yeah. I challenge you, Kip, to a drag race. Zero to six miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> His tires will still be breaking loose before he gets you. <laughs> all traction. All traction. I'll have a broken neck. I need a freaking Hodge device in that thing. But <laughs> oh my god! No, seriously, it's violent. But uh, I don't know. We're playing. We're. If you guys didn't see our screw ups earlier, um, you guys check out our off road power products website. We carry CRKT knives. These are pretty cool. I just picked myself up one. Mm. I don't know. I've never really like spent more than like fifteen dollars on a knife. So. Mm. They're kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. If you're listening on iTunes, <laughs> you don't mind our like, little tangents like this, yeah. shoot me an email. Because yeah. honestly, your guys' input really kind of helps us here. So yeah. like, if, if you're like, I want diesel trucks, that's it. Diesel trucks and that's it. I don't well, want knives. I don't want funny stuff. I want... I want the data, and that's it. Me personally, I kind of like the I kind of like the tangent stuff. I, I like talking about like normal everyday things. Mm -hmm. It kind of I don't is it humanized? I mean, we're humans, so we like we don't we, we just don't talk about just diesels all the time. Yeah. We talk about all sorts of well, all sorts of weird things. Really weird things. <laughs> I, I, I had this random thought. I had a professor, my avionics professor. He never said data. He said dater. 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 <laughs> I, had, I had a teacher in school that would uh, if you said motor. He'd like damn near kick you out. <laughs> yeah, that's that was, electric. Yeah, get out. So we're gonna, uh, we're gonna change even further on that. So I, I went to school mostly for aviation stuff. Anytime you quoted Top Gun, it was like get out, <laughs> get out of the room. <laughs> just don't even. Yeah. But it was like if you were in the room with a professor, they didn't yeah. care. But like you'd be in a study group, and and anytime any there was the answer was never no. Yeah. It was always negative, and you could hear someone forty feet away. Powerful. Yeah. Yeah. I remember getting into class or like there's like a, a, a kid that was like already gone through the class. He's like, don't say motor. I'm like, why? It's motor. Like, 
don't say motorized electric. I'm like, oh, okay, okay. Uh, okay. And uh, then you get to the teacher, and the teacher's like the most dry, like, like just looks at you like, yeah, you're an idiot. It's like, ah, oh, I'm trying to learn. I'm in, I'm in class, and you're calling me an idiot. It was either that one or a uh, uh, negative boost. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's called vacuum. It's called vacuum. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not negative. It's vacuum, the idiot. Yeah. Guilty. Yeah. I've done it. We've yeah. all done it. Anyhow, thanks for I've watching. I hope you enjoy our stupid tangents. If you want to know more about us personally, maybe we'll do an episode on backgrounds or whatnot. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm background. Funny. It's <laughs> background's ridiculous. I have no idea what I'm doing with my life. I got a cute yeah. kid and a hot wife and a crappy suburban. <laughs> wow, that's it. Well, sounds like me, except for the <laughs> kid thing is a, is a well, dog. You get, you get two, like, well, two dogs and a cat. That's like a baby. Yeah, you add them all together. All that is like one baby. One baby. Maybe. Anyhow, thanks for watching. Make sure there's a five-star <laughs> review. I promise once we get shirts, I'm going to send them out to you guys with dank memes. Thanks for watching. Yeah. This was a hard thanks one, hanging, honestly. Yeah, thanks for hanging it's, in with us. It's late this. right now, and if you're listening on iTunes, it obviously means nothing to you, but we had to restart this thing like four times because yeah. we were having issues with our camera. And we're working on upgrading our equipment so that our microphones don't... I'm sure my producer right now is going to kind of slap my microphone, but yeah. It, it's We're working on it. We're, we're diesel guys. We're not podcast guys. Yeah, that's right. We're, that's we're right. still learning. Anyhow, thanks for watching. We will see you next week. Make sure you give us a five-star review. Drink some cold beer. Have a good Cheers. time. Cheers. Cheers, boys. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. For all of your diesel performance needs, be sure to visit us at dieselpowerproducts.com. I'm Will Cooper, host of HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast. For even more content, be sure to watch the original films from HuntStand Presents on the Waypoint TV channel every Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern. Visit waypointtv.com to learn more.